What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Whatever You Say, guys. This is your girl, La. Uh, sorry for the delay, but listen, we're going to put on a good show for you guys today. You know what time it is. Right now is the time to share, 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 share to your pages so we can get everybody to see. So I'm going on my Facebook page, the Whatever You Say um, podcast Facebook page. So if you can go there as well and share the link to your page so everybody can see what's going on right now. So here I am. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Let's go. So uh, let's see. Technology is so complicated nowadays. I'm still learning. So do not mind me. Okay. Do not mind me as I'm still learning. We're all learning together. All right. So today's topic of discussion is life after divorce. And we have a great panelist with us today. I'm just tagging them right now. Uh, to my uh, Facebook page. Let's see. All right, I got to make this shareable because everybody's like, why don't you share on your page? And I like, listen, I'm still learning. I'm not the most tech savvy person in the world. All right, uh, let me see. Let's see, we got a few people I have to add right now. All right, almost done here, guys. I hope that you guys are sharing as well. All right, who else? All right, and one more person. All right. All right. If you see a name tag to it, please share, share, share to your page. Happy New Year. Oh, my goodness. It's a new year right now, guys. And I wouldn't say I made any resolutions recently. Um, I'm just going to move in the direction I was moving before the new year began. But listen, like set some goals for yourself. If you have to start over from like from A, then do what you need to do. Um as far as me, I'm working on a book right now. I finished my book, so I have to work into the next steps of um, getting that book published. So y'all keep me in prayer. Um, never dropped the book before, but I'm looking forward to it. And it's a part of my journey. And I hope that you guys like it. But listen, without further ado, without further ado, without further ado, let me introduce you to my crew. I know y'all seen them before I even made myself so low. <laughs> Without further ado, let me introduce y'all to my crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, who do we have here? Who do we have here? Okay, let's start off with introducing this lovely lady right here. State your name. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Alicia Dorham. Praise be to the Most High God, the Alpha and the Omega, the finisher of my faith. Uh, Again, my name is Alicia Dorm. I have an online Facebook ministry. It is called Stuck in Your Feelings Therapy, where I primarily minister to women. It actually, the group is a private group for women only, uh, women of all nationality and ages. It does not matter. Uh, my ministry focuses primarily on um, 
it focuses primarily on the art of being becoming unstuck. That's what we should be practicing as women. We've uh, been stuck in our feelings because of things that we have endured in our past life. And we are practicing the art of becoming unstuck. I'm also in my final months of obtaining my bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary studies with concentrations on biblical counseling. So that's who the Lord has called me to be. So I'm just going to walk that thing out. I know that's right. I know I know that's right, Alicia. Okay, okay, Alicia. Okay, so listen, y'all heard a little bit about her. You'll hear more about her as we go on. But uh, listen, state your name. Let them know about yourself. You've been here before. You look familiar. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Natasha, CEO and founder of All Things Purposeful Customs. Um, we have two sides to the business. We have the brand side. Um, which uh, we focus on encouraging merchandise to um, help those struggling through life um, and who've lost hope to stay alive, um, to prevent them from suicide. Um, I'm also a certified peer recovery specialist where I help those um, recover from um, substance abuse use. I am also a certified grief recovery method specialist, and I'm also um, certified in... um, uh, helping those, you know, not commit suicide. So basically talking them out of um, taking their life. So I've been in business for about four years. Um, God decided in 2018 while I was um, in the lowest low of my life to have me start a business selling merchandise and t-shirts, encouraging people um, that they can make it through each and every storm that they go through by using all of my testimonies, um, divorce included. And I'm just, he wows me every year because he does something different every year. Um, It's always something new and a new road that he wants me to open up to, to help those around me and connect it to me. So that's, you know, yeah, I've been here before, Uh, but this is a new day and we're going to talk about some things that I kind of a little more comfortable talking about now. Well, we thank you for coming again on the show. I appreciate you so much. And um, I look forward to hearing more of your testimony as we go on. Um, Listen, who else we got here? State your name. You look familiar, too. You might want to unmute yourself. (laughs) Romaine. Romaine Dantino Lynch here. Um, Pleasure to be back on another awesome panel event. Um, I'm from originally from Kingston, Jamaica, Brooklyn, New York, uh, raised in East Orange, New Jersey. Love where I'm from, love who the man has made me become. I'm currently uh, in works to become an oral surgeon or an a dentist. Um, that's my path currently. I worked in healthcare for the last 15 years. I have also have a brand, Trial uh, and Error. I have a um, working on my third book. I'm working on a podcast for myself, and I also experienced some trials and tribulations such as divorce and. Controversy, so I want to, um, you know, be able to share my testimony and uplift others and encourage the world to you know, be better people and um, overcome all the adversity we go through. Where you know, every day is not easy, but we gonna we got it. Nice, nice, nice. Hold on, I'm gonna give over the solo to the next contestants. State your name, let us know something about yourself, beautiful lady. Hey, <laughs> so I'm Angel, and um, I'm actually originally from East Orange, hey, Romaine and La. Um, born and raised, but I now live in High Point, North Carolina for the last 11 years. Um, I spent 15 years in the group insurance industry, and the last year, God had made a way for me to branch out 
as an entrepreneur. So I'm the proud owner of NC Solution Group. It's an Ontario and field service agency right here in High Point. But my newest baby, as of this past Monday, I opened my co-working space here in High Point called Office Batch. Um, but in addition to that, I am a mom, I'm an author, um, and I'm excited to be here today. Thanks a lot for the invite. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, last but not least, we have a, another person here. State your name. Let us know about yourself. Might want to um, unmute yourself. Oh, you're talking about me. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, my name is Omar Lyles. Um, I have a master's in religion and a doctorate in ministry. Uh, seminary graduate. I'm the founder of Agape Love Network magazine, which is a relationship magazine for singles and couples to share their stories uh, and also about their life circumstances. Um, I also um, am the founder of Agape Love Network, which I pretty much have stated, learn to lead with love, learn to deal with things that are difficult and uncomfortable in relationships. I'm certified as a dementia practitioner, Montessori dementia professional. I work in recreation and healthcare. Um, I am also a uh, biblical counseling student, student through Light University and also a uh, Certified as a mental health coach as well. So that's me in a nutshell. And that's pretty much it. Nice, nice, nice. I, I want to thank you all for um, joining me here today. And I hold you all close to me. I know y'all all from different directions of my life. And you guys have a lot of credentials. And one thing uh, for sure about all of you guys, you have a relationship with the Lord. So um, I want this to be um, an uh educational show something that can help people so like without further ado listen we want to thank everybody for tuning in today feel free to leave your comments below i will feel free to share your comments on the screen um if you've been here before you know how that goes and um share some love say hi you can say hi you can tell where you're from where you're tuning in from and we'll love to um put your shout out on the screen okay let's get into the first question, don't be so quick to jump in and um, raise your hands, people. <laughs> don't be so quick to jump in and raise your hands. But let's talk marriage, okay? Um, What was your reason for getting married and did you feel you were ready? Who would like to start? Ooh. Okay, well, let's start Ooh. with Angel because it looks like my... <laughs> like, woo! Oh, man. If you would have asked me this question... Uh, five years ago, I probably would have had a different answer, but, uh, my reason for getting married is because two parts. So one, I thought that, well, one, I wanted to keep my family together. Um, but two, I thought that I wanted to be married. Mm. Um, yeah. So I got married because I was more so fascinated with the idea of getting married and keeping my family together, but mm -hmm. I was not ready. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, and how many of us can relate about uh, not being ready? Because God knows that I wasn't either. Um, who want? We're gonna let a male um, go next, and then we're gonna um, let let another um, woman go. Um, what you gotta say, Ro? Yeah, I um I remember the urge you know, coming over me when I um, met my ex and um, 
it was it was exciting. I felt it was exciting. It felt like you know, like going into like Six Flags and all the excitement. <laughs> so things like the candy, the rides, the fun, the joy, the everything. I was just like, wow, this feels good. Um, but then after being at Six Flags for like five years, you get a little nauseous. Get a little little bit stuff gets a little rocky and like you know, controversy conflicts, uh, communication breakdowns, trust issues, all the things that you don't learn as a single person, those dominoes start to fall and sometimes you don't know how to handle them all the time. And that I think for me, you know, I tried my best to, you know, be present and listening and communicate and do all of those things. But um sometimes you don't always pick the you know the right, you know, pill in the matrix and you know, sometimes you know, I, I I opted to to choose to get divorced. I asked for my divorce, um, and I I felt that it was necessary just because I just you know after so many arguments and so many fights and so much so much disagreement, you just don't know what to do, um, and you have to choose yourself. You know, have to choose happy, um, and I didn't want to be in the nursing home and be unhappy. Mm, okay, respectfully, um, um, anyone wants to go next? Okay, we got we got <laughs> we got the leash. Let's go. What would you got this? Okay, so what was my reason for getting married, and did I feel I was ready? Uh, absolutely not. I definitely was not ready. Uh, my reasons for getting married, the primary reason was because I wanted my my son. I had one son at the time, um, and I'm talking about my first marriage. I've been married three times. Okay, my first marriage, I wanted my son to have something that I did not have. Mm. That was a two-parent household. Mm. Uh, my oldest son's father died in a car wreck when my son was uh, 14 or 15 months old. And I was determined to give him something that I didn't have. So uh, a couple of years later, I got with my first husband. My first husband. He was excellent for um, my son. He treated him as though he was his. And that was more important to me than my happiness. I was willing to sacrifice my happiness for my son's happiness. More important to me. And I thought that that was the right thing to do as a mother, Mm. as a parent. So I did it and I did it like a soldier Mm. until I couldn't do it no more. <laughs> that wasn't until after the second son. So I, I was in this relationship from the time I was 18 years old because I had my son when I was 16. And I was in this relationship from the time I was 18 till I was 31 years old. And let me tell you that there is a thin line between love and hate. But first of all, you have to know what love is. And I knew absolutely nothing of love. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even like people. So how, how can I love them when I don't like people? Love was never mimicked in front of me. I was a product mm. of the foster care system, mm. the California foster care system. My mm. father put me and my brother out in the middle of the night. Preach. And I, I, I had to take care of this little boy, my brother. So I was very adult at a young age. Anything that I loved or said it loved me left me. Mm. So what makes you think that I'm going to go into something with love? Mm. No, I'm going in it guarded up. I'm going in it guarded up. And soon as it don't look like love no more, guess what? I'm chucking up the deuces. And mm. that's what I did. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That was deep. 
Leash, I'm so used to you talking like that already, but listen. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thank you. I thank you for that because that was very raw and uncut. And listen, make sure you join her uh, Stuck in Your Feelings group, honey, because it's a lot of that up in there. So, um, <laughs> um, Tosh, you got something to say, sis? Yes. Um, so I was with my, um, that was my high school sweetheart. And you know, we wanted to follow the biblical rules of making sure that we were together the right way. Um, and I felt like at 19, a month before my 19th birthday is when we got married, um, I thought that I knew what love was. I thought that's, you know, that that's what it was. Um, and I felt like I was ready because I have a, I have a very nurturing spirit. Um, similar to Leash, I was, you know, foster care kid, um, didn't grow up with my parents. So it was like, I, I have this thing where I overly care for people, mm. but I didn't know everything that marriage entailed at 18 and 19 years old, because again, I did not, there was no married couples in front of me. Like I'd never seen it. Um, so I didn't know that, you know, the wedding vows were for real, like sickness and health, better or worse, rich or poor. Like right. when it get rocky, it get rocky. Right, exactly. And um, yeah, some things just did not mm, didn't continue, but it was a tough road. Right, and it's like you know, a lot of times with us not knowing what love is, we hear about it, we know the word, but it's like to actually for us to live it out. Sometimes, sometimes we know the word and we don't know how to live it out. We're too young, or sometimes. We just don't even know. Like, and then when it gets rocky, it was like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know. I don't know if I'm strong enough to stay. I don't think I was mentally prepared or spiritually prepared for the war. I I didn't I didn't know how to really use my armor for real, for real. Right. For real, for real. So um listen, let's go into the next question. Let's go into the next question. Let's talk divorce. How long were you married and who filed for divorce? And what's mm. a um, hard decision to make? Who would like to go first? That one to get it out the way. <laughs> I was married 11 years. Mm. From 19 to 30. You know how they say a woman mind walk away before her body ever do? Mm. I had already cried. I had already grieved. I was done. I was, when I say done, I mean done. Like stick a fork and finish. I filed for a divorce because I kept going to someone for counsel and they kept saying, God, going to work it out. God, going to work it out. Until I heard God say, oh, yeah, you're right. I am going to work it out when you go down there and file for divorce. <laughs> I filed for divorce October 14th. I kid y'all not. I was divorced by January 27th. Everybody mm -hmm. that asked me to this day, how you get divorced so fast? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Go ahead, Jesus. But I did what I was do because it came to the point where I reached my breaking point. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. They don't realize when they reached a breaking point. So it wasn't a hard decision. Oh, it was a very easy one. But when I started seeing my face on a TV show, I'm not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> I knew it was time to go. Seriously. Because you reach emotionally, we reach a breaking point and people don't realize like, oh, snap, I'm in trouble until after they've done whatever they've done. So when it got to the point where it's like my freedom and my life, I, I can't do this no more. You got to go. You gotta go. I, I got a long life to live. I was at the time I was thirty. I put my life. I put my life on hold for the whole time. So you yeah, know you gotta go. 
Mm. That wasn't hard at all. That was real easy. Mm. And and I know sometimes it has to be hard for some of us. Some it was easy to make the decision, especially when you're in that state, mind state. But a lot of times it got to be hard because you made a promise to God. Sometimes it's like easy to to like say it for that person, but depending on like how you yeah like you make that promise to him, it's like oh my goodness. Like I remember like me feeling like was I going to go to hell because of the decision? Mm. Yep. So just like that conviction, that conviction came over me, and I was just like ugh. Like I, I I struggled with the conviction. I had to forgive myself. Like um, but any who, anyone wants to go next? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, sis. Let's hear. Um. My first marriage, we were married a total of 10 years. And that includes the time that I spent dating other men. Um, I'm just going to get it out. Yeah. (laughs) You tell the truth, you shame the devil. I'm going to go ahead and tell the truth. But see, this is what happens when you lack understanding. Mm. When you don't know who you are, when you don't have a relationship with Christ, there is no way on God's green earth that you can understand love and that you can understand other people. Mm. I was with myself. I've been with myself. It'll be 51 years and I don't know everything about myself. Mm. But I filed for divorce um, both times. And the first time it was not a hard decision. It was easy breezy. And I simply asked the Lord a question because I almost felt myself hating this man. And I said, Lord Jesus, if it is your will, if I am not supposed to stay in this relationship anymore, I need a sign. And I'm telling you, within 12 hours, I got a sign and it came as a sock in the face. Mm. That's how that sign came. And I'm Mm. trying to tell you, you weren't going to get two socks off. (laughs) You weren't going to get another opportunity to do that because I'm not a woman who uh, thinks that a man being physical is love. I don't confuse the two. No, I look at it as you don't like me and I'm going to go ahead and go on about my business for like uh, Natasha said before somebody get hurt. Mm. And I don't want to be on uh, crime solvers or or, or (laughs) anything like that. I got other stuff going on in my life. So it was not a hard decision. The second marriage, it was difficult because I'm older now. I'm maturing. And now I'm looking at myself as a failure. You Mm. know, you said you wanted to be married, but you're taking it as some kind of a joke. Mm. You're taking it as some kind of joke. So I looked at myself as a complete failure. Mm. Complete failure. So that's what happened in both of my marriage. I'm very grateful right now that I have learned to rely on the Lord to give me who I need as my friend and as my husband. So now, thank the Lord Jesus Christ, I am in a holy ordained marriage, one and ordered by the most high God. So this was the marriage that I was supposed to be in the first time, but I wasn't listening. Mm. I wasn't paying attention. Mm. How many of us don't be listening? (laughs) (laughs) No, for real though. I gotta know. I, I gotta t- no. I gotta say this because Go I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I heard God on my wedding day tell me not to do it. Mm. To the point when my ex-husband was actually on his way to the train station, he wasn't coming to the wedding. Mm. I heard God. Don't do it. I bet y'all listen now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I was. I, I remember 
when I was going through the process of getting married and planning everything, we went, we went through premarital counseling with a pastor and did all the things and all the stuff. I thought, you know, my, my coaching for a marriage was like watching, you know, Carl Winslow and uncle Phil and those type of guys on TV. My father wasn't really not active or present like that. So I got my examples from TV and then, um, the day of my wedding, we went to the courthouse and the court was closed and we ended up getting married in the hallway of the court. Um, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say that's a red flag, but it, it may have been a message from God. I don't know. And then when I got out the court, I had a boot on my car, which was maybe another. Oh. Message. So I don't know. I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong. Like my, there was a lot of great experiences in my marriage, a lot of dope seasons, a lot of dope moments, pictures and track trips and things. It wasn't all bad. I'm not, she was a dope. She, I mean, even to this day, she's dope. Dope woman. We just probably weren't dope for each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong, wrong puzzle piece. Different. Wrong puzzle pieces, different puzzles. You know? Not um, Y'all weren't equally yoked. Y'all just wasn't, it wasn't the right timing, you know, and I'm gonna, get, yeah, I'm gonna give her her flowers. She's a dope mother, you know. I'm not, I'm not gonna take nothing away from her, but I just. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Andrew, you got anything to say? <laughs> oh yeah. So um, we were actually we were on and off for ten and a half years. And then we split for a bit and then got married. Um, We were only married for six months by the time we separated. And um, literally not even 30 days after we separated, I tried to go and file for divorce. And then of course I was hit with um, North Carolina laws because you have to be in separate households for 12 months before you can divorce. And listen, I was upset. I wanted it right then and there, but I think I needed that 12 months to kind of collect myself, my thoughts, be able to grieve, get over um, with some of the same emotions of what is it, what she said about like failure and shame and embarrassment and all that good stuff. But um, it was not a hard decision for me at all. Mm-hmm. Listen, when you say like them laws of the state, honey, I live in PA. That thing was like, you got to be like, living in separate homes for like a year, all types of stuff. And I'm just like, listen, listen, we'll get, we'll get to them other parts, but let's stick, let's stick to the questions. (laughs) Questions at hand. (laughs) Hey, next question. Next question. Listen, because we ain't get nothing from Omar right now. So Omar, would you want to answer this before marriage? Did you seek premarital counseling? And prior to divorce, did you seek counseling? Uh, well, yeah, um, I, I, we did, you know, seek counseling to a certain extent. Um, I don't want to get too much uh, in depth with it, but I think that counseling is a very important component before you get married. And sometimes you think that you have all the right answers and um, and you think that you're there. And a lot of times um, I, I can say personally that when I had gotten to mine, I really didn't seek uh, the Lord, I would say, um, before I actually got married. So rushing into a marriage is not really good at all. So I'm just going to end it right there. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree. Um, honestly, like, um, I was heavy in church and, um, 
I was a part of a congregation. I was in a lot of different things with a church and I did not um, seek premarital counseling. And, and I was told by a mentor of mine, so you get counseling, get counseling. But I was, um, you know, I, t- I let my partner take the lead and that person basically at that time was like, we didn't need it. Um, so um, I, you know, people just go follow, I, I would suggest, just to follow through and still get counseling is very important. Um, uh, I've dated people. I went on a date and seen people telling me they want to marry me. I have went to Sister Alicia um, for counseling before. <laughs> like, listen, you want to marry me? Like, like I don't be playing. She know I'm playing. I'm like, listen, I want to set up for counseling. This person is talking about they want to be my husband. Bam. Let's like, let's try to see what's going on. Let me, let me get, pick their brain. Let me see what's going on. Let me see where their mindset is at. So I think it's very important when you're talking about marriage, there are a lot of different dynamics to being married and you want to get down and make sure that you guys are equally on the same page and then really figuring out um, what type of background that person comes from. So, and, and vice versa. Um, but who else would like to um, say something in regards to that? Uh, yeah, I, I do want to say this, that um, after um, I had got the divorce, um, I could say that I did seek counseling afterward because I want to make sure that I was spiritually okay. Right. You know, because if you go into another relationship, you don't want to bring any past issues. Mm. But thanks to the God that it really didn't affect me as really as hard because when I got out, I mean, I said I got out. Because <laughs> there was more freedom for me, you know, <laughs> in my personal opinion. And right. they would say, Oh, are you all right? I'm like, Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was uh, I, I was fine. But uh, but I just wanted to make sure that my heart and mind uh, was right, you know, so I do have spiritual mentors and things of that nature. That's good. That's really good. It says, Seek guidely counseling. Um, would anybody else like to answer that before we go into the uh, next question? I did want to say one thing. I um I didn't get any counseling after I, I asked for my divorce. Um, I probably should have. And I encourage anybody before or after, even during marriage, to you know get counseling because it's it's tough when you merge in two lives together, two souls, two tribes to everything it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a big deal and i think it's important mm-hmm. i agree I, I think um it was too late by the time the counseling came for me like the counseling came um leading towards the end and i was already already clocked out so the council was here i was here to listen but like i was done at that point it was like okay like um just tell me when is all of this is going to be over that's where my mindset was at at the time so i really encourage you to start off with counseling while you're in a relationship, still seek counseling while you're in a relationship, even if you're on good terms, just to have those check-ins with one another, um, just making sure that you both are on one accord, or if you're having some um, communication barriers in the midst of, before they, you know, escalate, at least you can tackle them right head on, because like we are constantly evolving and changing, and even though you're with somebody, you can still be with them and still not know them, because because they're growing into another person. Um, and listen, you could be growing apart sometimes and be in the same household. Um, let's get into the next question. Let's talk co-parenting for those with children. How has it affect their life? Or are you 
a child of a divorce of divorced parents and how did it affect your life growing up? So Ooh, I'll start. Okay. Um, go ahead. <laughs> yes. So we share a 16 year old daughter. So a teenager, um, but I'll just back up quickly. Um, my parents uh, were divorced, um, but my parents got divorced when I was an adult. Um, so it didn't really affect me as much as my divorce affected my daughter. Um, one of the craziest things my daughter said to me after her and our dad split, she said, nobody asked me how I felt or if I wanted y'all to get a divorce. Mm. And when I say that broke me, broke me, um, because we don't think that our kids are affected by our decisions. And, you know, being a millennial and my daughter being a Gen Z, they ask a lot of questions. Mm. They are connected to their emotions. So I wanted to make sure that she was a part of all of my decisions, even though I know I was making it. Right. But for her to hear, you know, my decisions around what I did and I tried to, to shield a lot from her. Um, but ultimately, after going through therapy, it was like, listen, she thinks you're hiding everything because you're trying to be so solid and keep it together. Um, <laughs> one day she found one of my journals that was probably like two years after I got divorced. And um, I had to start opening up and sharing things with her. Because she thought that, like, mommy doesn't have any emotions. Mommy's, she's okay. Um, but, yeah. Mm. And um, just going back to uh, Sharonda Allen, she said the children go through changes as well. Just adding on, you know, to what you were just saying, Angel. And I thank you for sharing that because, you know, um, my son right now, like, you know, the the, the um, separation started happening when he was in my belly and I'm grateful. But at a lot of times, like I always still feel bad because I'm like, oh, my baby has to grow up in uh, 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 two separate homes. Um, and, um, it's just, it hurts sometimes, you know, at the same time, it's like, do I make a sacrifice so I can like, I, I, I don't know, I make a sac, I made a sacrifice and, um, just so certain things wouldn't be tolerated. And, um, you know, for me, I had to set boundaries, um, for myself and I didn't want my son to grow up feeling like, Hey, this is like acceptable. Certain things, certain behaviors are acceptable mm -hmm. and, um, for him to see his mom go through certain things. So, um, and, and I want him to have a certain type of respect, um, for women. So, um, uh, just, it's just certain things we do, but it still does hurt. And, and there are, there are guilt there. So just, you know, everyone just being mindful, like before you say, I do just take these things into consideration. But, um, Eric Johnson said, you have to work on yourself to make better decisions and choices. So you don't bring old stuff to your new relationship. Um, That's good. adding to what Omar was saying, um, thank you guys for your, uh, comments below. Um, anybody else wants to, um, um, add to this, um, Ro, you have anything to say in regards to that? I know you have a son. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I was married for five years and together for six. So essentially the uh, same amount of time that my son was on, was born and on earth. Um, and the thing that was heartbreaking or very challenging for me in making my decision to ask for my divorce was when I felt like none of my solutions or my words or my verbs or my actions could fix any of our problems. I felt like if I said up, she said down. If I said left, she said right. And I think the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me 
with my three or four year old son asking me like all the time, like, why are you and mommy always argue? Why you always fight? Why you always yell? Why you always scream? And I, I literally broke down in tears multiple times because I just didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer to him. I didn't answer, have an answer to myself. And respectfully, like my feelings matter. My words, my verbs matter. And if you don't feel like they matter, then I'm not your person. So I got to, it hurt. It hurt to, you know, like leave my family, leave something right. I did, and leave a home and leave all the, you know, stuff and the, the memories and all the, the, the joy and all the things. It wasn't all bad, but it gets to a juncture where it's, it's life or death. I, I don't want to be on First 48. I don't want to be on none of them. I don't want to go to jail. I'm, I can't go to prison. Look at me. Prison. I can't. I <laughs> oh my God. Look at me. I I'm not going to jail. I'm, nope. I got it. But I think that was the, the, the thing for me was my son. Um, not only beyond the, the communication, a lot of other things that went, went awry, but it's just my, my son looking at me in kind of tears and saying to me, why, why you guys fight? Why you, mm. you know, why you scream? And, my tears. I ran out of tears like years ago. I, I I can't even cry. I can't even cry if I wanted to right now about anything. It's, mm. Like we have feelings too. Men have feelings too, and it's just that's the thing. It's like everybody's like we tough and we alpha and we supposed to be you know the breadwinners and all of that stuff too. But when you pour your heart, your love, your soul into somebody, and it just it just don't seem like enough. It's just never enough. So. And, and then it hurts, it hurts. Like um, just adding to that, it, it, it's we're human beings. So it hurts because you go from one day seeing this, um, seeing somebody as like uh, the love of your life to being like almost like your enemy. And it's like, how did we get to this point? You know, and the, and I think what's very important, especially when you have children, it's even if you don't, if you don't like each other, you can respect each other. I think it's mm -hmm. very important it. just for the sake of the child just, you know, being cordial. That's what adults do. Like, yeah, we didn't work out, but we made this beautiful life right here. And let's, um, and, and, and let's respect one another. And, and it's hard for some people. Emotional intelligence is not for everyone or it doesn't come at the same time for everyone. So it's like, you know, um, for those who have challenging, um, if it's challenging for you to be around someone um, when you're co-parenting, just um, it's better for you to be the bigger person and, and walk in kindness and, and be an example for your child because listen, your child is uh, looking at both of you guys and um, and try not to talk about the other parent in front of the child. Like That's it. it's important not to bash. I understand things hurt sometimes and it feels like you have to be the bigger person if, if it feels like, you know, the worst was done to you. But it's like, if you know better, you do better. And a lot of times it's like, you, uh, listen, many a call if you were chosen, <laughs> like you were chosen, you got, when you got light, you know, you got light, you gotta, you gotta be the light for that dark person, you know? Um, and that goes um, to Miss um, Solomon, just um, adding children need therapy before, after, and during divorce. It has helped my son tremendously. And um, 
Thank you for sharing that. Like, and I always said, like, as my son um, gets older, that is something that I'm definitely going to introduce to his life because mm -hmm. you never know what these children are going through um, internally unless they speak, speak up these Gen Zs. But like um, Andrew said, like there, a lot of them are in touch with the emotions. My son is two years old. No lie. He seen me cry one time and he said, mommy, you crying? why are you crying? And he took a piece of tissue and wiped my eyes and gave me a kiss on my cheek. Um, I was like, listen, he is definitely a, a gift from God because it's like you're two years old and tapped into your emotions that much. These uh, pandemic kids, I tell you, it's something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on to the next, on to the next. Thank you guys. Keep tuning in, keep tuning in and bringing your questions and bringing your comments. Um, we really appreciate the support for real, for real. Um, okay, we're going um, into the uh, next question. Um, let's see. Now, um, this is something that Omar said. He sought counseling for himself. So during and after divorce was finalized, did you seek counseling for yourself to help you cope during the process? I know I did. Did y'all? No. No. Yeah. I told God straight up, I need five years of healing. I said, I need five years of healing. <laughs> Listen. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't really go into detail of my divorce, but Toya remain noble. Let me explain something to you. I told God <laughs> I didn't oh, want yes. looking at me. I no. Was, no, I was traumatized. I was no seriously, like I was really emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, physically traumatized. To the point where the thought of another relationship sent my anxiety through the roof. And I told God, you got to give me five years of healing. Five. I want exactly five because I don't want to even think about another relationship after that. Mm -mm. I told all my friends, I'm going to be a cat lady. Leave me alone. Don't get on my nerves. I'm not doing it. I'm just, I'm not. Like, when you get hurt that bad, it's like, it messes with you mentally and emotionally. Nah, mm -mm. I said five years. I cope with it by crying. I cope with it by realizing that I had a lot of childhood trauma I had to heal from. I cope with it by grieving my mother finally. Like it was, it was a lot of crying, working because my life was put on hold for ten years. Everything that I had wanted, whether it was a pair of sneakers, I finally got. I had got my license at thirty years old. Mm. My yeah, license was put on hold. So, yeah. Mm -mm. I didn't seek too much counseling. Um, I credit God for all the healing that he that took place because it was yeah. a lot of it. But, yeah, no. I mm -mm. I was stuck, y'all. I, 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 I promise you. Romaine will tell you. I kept calling him like, I'm going to be a cat lady. He like, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. Because what I just, nope. It wasn't that counseling to help me at that moment. But like to hear you say that and to know what you went through and to see where you are right now, I thank God because you were somebody in my life. You prayed with me through my separation. Like even to see like you take a picture with your ex and put it online, that was a testimony in itself. It was like, yo, where the heck? Like when did this happen? Like it was, I was like, oh my goodness, they doing a selfie together? I would have never. <laughs> never ever thought in my life and I said I want to be like that I want to be online taking a picture with my ex one day and be like only God 
Only God. Let me tell you something. So two things. So we recently became really good friends. Like I can call him right now and go, hey, I need a ride here. And he'll pick me up and take me. Don't get me wrong. Like right now. Right now. But two years ago, we hated each other. We couldn't stand each other. We didn't even want to look at each other. And I'm going to tell you the book that helped me. I'm going to tell you the book. So in Bible class, we read a book. Because my apostle is, listen, she she dope when it comes to making sure we get into heaven. And we read a book called The Bait of Satan. And it talks about how unforgiveness will send you to hell. Mm-hmm. Baby, that's all I needed to read. Yep, crying is a part of healing. And I did a lot of crying. I did When I tell you, because I was like, why wasn't I enough? What mm. didn't I do that made you happy? Like, what, like, what, what, like, what happened? Because you don't know what happened. When you're in it and you're doing everything you can to make this person happy and you putting yourself last and you putting them first and whatever they need and, you, like, you literally taking your marriage vows really that serious and then you get hurt? <sighs> Man, listen, I was done for. But the bait of Satan, that book helped me. That book helped me not only forgive him but a whole bunch of other people. Because I'm telling you, I had his whole family blocked. Me, oh, I <laughs> the block I built the wall. Like I was not. <laughs> this is my testimony. I blocked the whole church. I blocked yes, the whole yes. church. Like I was like, I don't. And it was nothing against the church. I needed my time to heal because it was just too much going on at the time. So, and I and I end up talking to people, and I was like, listen, it's nothing against you. So those who knew me, knew my heart, knew like I blocked you for a reason because I don't need my page being picked apart. Or my life being like, stop looking for stuff. Let me heal in my time. Like, or, yeah. so that's what it was all about. Like, mm-hmm. it was just really, it was nothing me against anybody else. It was just like, I need, when I get into my moment of healing, it's like, everybody leave me alone. I don't know what's going on right now, but I need y'all to stay away from me. Cause I can't, I don't know who to trust at this moment. So right. it was yeah. like, it was, it was a lot of that, a whole lot of, a whole lot of going on. And um, uh, Sharonda was saying, wow, I need that book. Um, Listen, that book will that book will deliver you. I'm telling you, that book will deliver you. And I'm gonna tell you something. We the best of friends now. And I go over his mama house and I do work over there. And, you know, with the business, and we cool now. But two years ago, I bet, yeah, I bet. And I and I'm, so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And that was so encouraging for me. I said, one day, honey, it might be when we be 80, 70, because I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for the conversation. You just got to make sure. I mean, you got to respect all parties. Got to make sure that they're here, too. You know, sometimes you could be there here and they could be there and you got to let them be there until you till they're ready to be here. And it's like um, I ain't looking to go back. I'm just looking to go forward in um, in, in peace. That's it. Um, but can I tell you something, Toya? And I'm going to tell you this. Here's the ahead. thing. You have to be ready to have those conversations. Because let me that tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you We didn't have... Part one, part two. Mm-hmm. We had part two actually on, on Christmas Eve. We had a whole conversation. And when I tell you it got deep, it got deep. And we were like, yo, we got to continue this. Because listen, I said, listen, you deserve to be healed. I deserve to be healed. Right. I agree. See, it deserves, we deserve to be healed so we can be two happy healed people in our next marriage or relationship. Happy, whole, and healed. But you gotta right. be ready for that because I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna hurt. Right. It's gonna hurt. Right. And especially being open to accept people's perspective because my perspective is my perspective. 
his perspective is his perspective and we got to respect it even if we feel like hey what you're saying is a lie but what they're saying is their truth like that's their truth that's how they seen it that's how it came off to them i can't take that away from you or call you a liar that's how you've seen it to be true um anybody um anybody else has anything to say okay sis leash uh, real quick, I wanted to say that, yes, I did seek counseling. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this type of counseling or sought it for yourself, but it was called bar therapy. What is that? Bar therapy. Oh, that's going club hopping. Oh. <laughs> I'm like bar therapy. Uh, bar Girl, therapy. I did it. I did it. That was, <laughs> that was what I deemed to be as my counseling. That I, uh, I took console in a in a bottle Ooh. and uh, <laughs> let it minister to me incorrectly. It kept telling me a bunch of lies is what it did. Yeah, major emotion. Did that for a short period of time. And it was time to, you know, come from amongst them. Yep. No, so thank weird. goodness. I had a mother that was like, what are you doing? Snap out of it. What are you doing? You can't do that. Come from over here. Come from over there. Come from over there. Get back on track. And both times I did that for a brief period of time. I took bar therapy. Mm. Mm. It's so crazy because I can really relate to you. Like, I, sis, I was in there too. And I was up in there acting like everything was all right. I was praying over people in the bar. Doing that too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I thought I was justifying my reasoning. I was like, I'm, I see something. Mm. <laughs> oh my, oh my, it's about the rain outside. And I'm like, yeah, I'm up in there. I said, I said, let me tell you, God sent me there because I was up in there praying for people. God needs me. I got free will. I was up in there by myself. What you got to say, bro? Yeah, I, I went through that too. And I, uh, you know, tried to, you know, party it away and drink it away. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's not enough Ciroc in the world to make the pain. <laughs> Not, like, yeah. <laughs> no. nothing. It's like you still after you after you drink all of that, you still sad. Like, for the rock, your money going, your money going. Account low is just like it's just you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think the ultimate thing for me after you know being divorced or separated and all that stuff for like over a year and a half now, it's just like time. Give yourself time, and yeah. you know like. I'm, yeah. I'm big on watering my garden, you know, telling myself I'm dope and working out every day. And I get up and I pray as much as possible. I meditate, I drink water, do yoga, do go hiking, yeah. photography, do all the stuff that you always wanted to do for yourself. That, And I think I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to let that be done. I lost myself in my marriage because I was so present in trying to make my partner happy and what she want to do and what she liked to do and where she want to go and go visit her family and go do this, which was all dope. It was dope. But when I got separated, I was like, what do I like to wear? What do I like to eat? <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. I, lo I literally, do I like checkers? I don't even, I like, like, I just, I literally had to, it's literally like reinventing and relearning yourself all over again. I didn't know. So it's like, that was the thing for me. Um, yeah, reciprocation is key. And if the, the love, energy, the, the light, the joy, when you get to your house is gone, then. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, it's, it's 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 getting real. I'm enjoying this. Um, we go we gonna go on to the next uh, question. Okay, because and and a lot of this was already answered. Um, but I I know some people did not um answer it. And I don't know if you want to start off with this. Oh, but um, how long was your healing process, and are you still healing? Um, actually, uh, my process wasn't really that long. Um, after my divorce, because um, I would say, because um, we were separated, I would say um, we were together for about like a year. So I was already uh, in my healing process during the time uh, because we were separated for a couple of months. Um, so I had that, that kind of like healing process during that specific time. And then the next time we actually met, we were actually, um, we had finalized our divorces and I just moved on from there. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, it took a lot of prayer. Um, it, it took a lot of prayer. Um, I sat in groups and during this time, I had a couple of people in my family that passed away too. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very close uh, family members, you know, who were passing away during that time. So I was dealing with that and that at the same time. Uh, but the, the process really wasn't that hard for me because I've already was single for many, many years. And then when I got married, it was like the biggest thing in the world. And then after that, you know, it really didn't last that long. Um, <clears throat> and so our, our divorce really wasn't um, uh, for it to get actually get finalized. It was very quick. You know, because we didn't own any assets, any properties or anything like that. So it was just a really, really quick process. Um, so I was able to actually move on a lot more faster than a lot of people who have properties and possessions and things of that particular nature. So but my healing process um, really didn't take that long. Um, so I was able to get up on my feet and move on um, as well. Mm. I thought I thought once them papers were signed, I was good. <laughs> but it really I really wasn't. And then I was just like, you know, um, you never know. Like sometimes it's a void. You feel like, you know, um, that you what filled that you didn't even know. And then it's like you got the wrong people filling the void. So when you're in your healing, you're just accepting whatever and not knowing. Or what have you you're so blinded so went through going through the dating scene and it's like meeting people and it's like i'm really not ready i realized that i wasn't ready um i thought i was ready and sometimes you want to be in a relationship because you just want to show that person look i can show you i could be happy with somebody else somebody else can but no you could be happy by yourself you know and then mm -hmm. you know, allow god to move in your life and send you what is meant for you um yes because a lot of times like we said we ignore god when he gives us those signs and we still move forward we want to make decisions on our own um those fairy tale lives women we grow up girls we grow up and we are introduced to these barbies barbie houses easy bake ovens all these things like we want marriage from the beginning we want to be cinderella that listen with the glass slipper and everything meeting the prince looking for that prince charming and that is not the fairy tale can eventually become a nightmare if you are 
if you're not in God's, uh, if you're not, if it's not under God's will, honey. So it's, I mean, and there is an order. And if we are not living in that order, yeah, it's like nothing's perfect. But I think that if we both are aligned with what we're supposed to do, we're going to be fine. And, um, and, and, and some people don't know what they're aligned to do. Like we're all coming from different backgrounds. So it's like, it's very important. Get that counseling, learn, mm -hmm. make sure y'all on the same page. Because I mean, we don't even come from the same environment. So the only thing that can align us is that uh, it's the way we, we choose to live our um, our belief systems and things of that nature that can bring us together and keep us uh, keep us aligned. When things even when things go bad, we know something that we can lean on to and come back to. Uh, anybody else have anything to say? Uh, Leash and then row. Um. I, I guess what I would say is it depends on um, like the severity, like any other wound, whether it's physically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, I guess it would depend on the severity of the wound mm. and how deeply you've been, you've been injured. You know, some areas I was able to remove the bandage right away. And in others, I needed that bandage to be changed multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I think it just depends on the severity. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what you think, Ro? Um, yeah, I was just going to uh, chime in on that. I think it's, it's really big on connection, chemistry, energy, um, your, spirit, your spirituality, how deep-rooted deep in yourself you are and in your love. And in your, your, I guess, your love language and your communication, because I felt like once, you know, the the... the, the Castle started to crumble for me emotionally. Um, like you guys, some of you guys said y'all checked out, and you know maybe she checked out too. But I know when I once I checked out, I was like, there's no reason to stay. There's nothing keeping me. It's a big, nice house, big, nice everything, nice, nice, nice. Everything looked nice on from the outside looking in, but you're sad, and you know I think that's that for me. It's just yeah, it's just. And what you have, and what you have to say, Angel? Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, although I've been divorced for four years, um, I thought I was healed, um, but I, I would say that I'm still healing. And the reason why I say that, which is okay, is right. because now that I am back dating, um, a few things have kind of come up that I know still trigger me. Mm -hmm. um, certain language, um, being around people and wanting to feel safe. Right. Um, so I'll say that I'm still healing um, and that's okay, but I'm okay with taking that time. Um, there's so many men and women who jump right back into relationships immediately after their divorce. They don't give themselves that time to heal, to ask the right questions, to, you know, prepare themselves for their next mate. Um, but I'm in no rush because once I get married again, I'm not getting divorced. So, period. Periana. All right. So, we're going to go into the next. We got two more questions. And uh, we went a little bit over the time, guys, but we started a little late. And we're going to, and, and let's try to keep our answers like within a three minute minimum. But um, I really wanted to get through these questions because I know that they can help some people. And I think everyone who is still like connected to us and tuned in and watching for um, watching right now. So, we got. Two more questions. We lost Omar. I don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> hopefully he comes back. If not, Omar is the rough. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give someone who is looking to get married? What advice would you give someone considering divorce? Mm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Um, I would honestly say, even for me being single and you know all of that stuff, like give yourself grace. Give, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know. Um, for not saying the right things or doing the right things or whatever your spouse didn't like about you, you got to remember like what you like about you and that it's okay not to know everything and not have all the answers. Cause I felt, I felt at times that there would be times where she would just ask me things and randomly. And I'm just like, I don't know. And then if I didn't have an answer, it'd be a big old, it'd be chaos. And sometimes you need time. And if you don't have the answers, that's okay. Is that for the person getting divorced? Yeah. And yeah. what advice would you give someone who's looking to get married? Therapy, therapy. Heal yourself before you, you know, heal from your like, like Tasha said, from your childhood. Heal from, yeah, there's heal, heal, really heal and communicate all your 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 pain and your problems. And it can that person handle your emotional cup? Can that person handle your emotions before, during, and potentially after? Because we we're all coming, like you said, from different trajectories of life. And then once you, you're like, huh, here's me, a full person. Here's another part of me. <laughs> you like I'm my representative. You like, you like the exterior. You like the swag, the energy. I think I'm beautiful, attractive. But then once you start to learn about my pain or some things I've been been through, can you handle those parts too? We're all like. <laughs> so you know that that that'd be my that'd be my theory. Just really give yourself grace and time before, during, and have some honest, transparent conversation about everything. Life, love, before, goals, this, that, you know, everything. Next. I'll go. Um, for marriage, my advice would be to ask yourself. So when someone proposes to you and they want to get married, you're saying yes to who that individual is today. Mm. But you have to ask yourself, if this person never changes, Will you be okay? And that's one of the questions that my leader asked me in premarital counseling. And I said yes, but my answer was really no. Mm. Um, so ask yourself that question before getting married. If who they are right now, you are, you know that you want to be with that individual for the rest of your life. Um, and if you're considering divorce, um, I definitely would recommend to seek counseling before divorce, for sure. Next. I would have to say, uh, what advice would I give someone who is looking to get married? I would advise them that uh, Matthew 633, to seek you first the kingdom of God. Mm. Uh, we seek we seek what we're looking for first instead of what it is that the Lord has for us. We seek what the, is pleasing to the eye instead of what is pleasing to the spirit of God that dwells in his children. And that's where we go wrong. The next thing that I would suggest is to understand that when you go into these marriages, one plus one does not equal two. That's good. One plus one equals one whole. 
And if you don't show up whole, you a partial person, you attract a partial person, person <laughs> and you got a partial relationship. It's mm -hmm. plain and simple. If you are whole and you attract something or someone whole, you will have a whole entire relationship. Whole mess. Just, it's just that simple. <laughs> if we learn to keep the Lord Jesus Christ as our center, which is a problem because don't nobody want to submit to nothing. No. Nobody. What you mean submit to him? What right. you mean submit to her? No, Period. you're going to be submitting to Christ. You submitting to the Lord and his authority. If I could just slide my husband over a little bit and see Jesus, I'll be submissive. If 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 a man could just slide his wife Woo. over a little bit and see Jesus, he will submit. And we ain't submitting to each other. We're submitting to the will of God. Mm. That's that's one of the biggest problems that we have. We too busy trying to take God's seat. We're gonna push him off. We're gonna push him on the floor and jump up there. Uh, sure and now we got these <laughs> this relationship that is tacky as hell. Uh -huh. It's just tacky. <laughs> Excuse my <laughs> but that's what we end up having because we're too busy trying to be the boss and we didn't knock the boss out the way. Jesus, forgive me. So I, I, I strongly suggest, and I'm telling you this because I've done it twice. Yes. I've uh, done it twice. I'm the boss. I'm the man. You can't wear the pants because I put them on first. <laughs> You know, you should have got up before I did. Because well, well. we're too busy removing God from his seat. If, if we leave him there, let it, let it be. We will learn to be submissive to Christ, which is being obedient. So we'll submit to each other, plain and simple. That's my mm -hmm. advice. Mm. What advice would you give someone considering divorce? Pray. Pray. Pray and counseling. Pray and counseling. Pray and counseling. I told you the first time my answer was a punch in the face. That was my answer. I was cool with that. Mm. I was cool with that. But mm. definitely prayer. Prayer changes things. We think that the Lord is not still in the miracle working business. Mm. We think miracles only happen in the Bible. And that is a lie on top of lies on top of lies. He working miracles as we speak. Mm. That's it. Mm. Well, um, I felt that right. Um, so my advice to someone who's looking to get married, I have two things. Um, make sure that you're equally yoked. That's the first thing in all areas. When I say all areas, all areas, it can't be that he liked to go to the gym and you lazy. Mm. He liked That's to go good. to the club and drink and you not a drinker. He likes to be at every event. He likes to travel, but you a homebody. It's not going to work. Yes. It's, just, it's just not. And the second piece of advice is get a copy of, of a marriage vow and ask yourself, okay, if he gets sick, can I take? am I willing to take care of the entire household and him? If he loses his job, am I willing to take care of all the bills? Mm -hmm. Right? If we lose this home and we go homeless, uh, am I still going to be by his side? Because that's the matter... It says, for better or worse, yeah, rich man. or poor, sickness or health. That's a real thing. That's a that that's a real thing. Like you can't get married and be happy and at the honeymoon and at the reception today, and then two weeks from now, he get a cancer diagnosis or she get a cancer diagnosis or somebody get into a car accident and somebody's on disability. They got to learn how to walk again. Like you got to be willing 
that's the person that you vowed to be there for in everything. If you're not mentally and emotionally and financially and, and spiritually prepared for that, don't get married at all. Yeah. And that's my take on it. I I agree. I agree. Now, I'm not telling anyone to... And, and that's, that's my... I, I can take that better or worse. I can take that worse. You go broke, you get sick. Because I watched my mom take care of my dad as a handicapped man. So I grew up with a handicapped father. So like... That, those things are easy for me. Um, I'm not telling anybody to say anywhere where they're abused. That's that's uh, one thing that I won't, I, I, I won't agree right. on. I won't, I'm not an advocate for divorce. I'm not, I'm not trying to have this show to be an advocate for divorce. Yet, please get the counseling you need to have it to the people's mindsets um, because you want to learn some things. I've seen people go to counseling and then they turn around because they found out that either that person was bipolar or suffering from manic depression and things like that. So because you hear their background, their parents' backgrounds and different things like that. So it's like learn the person that you're with as much as, and it takes years sometimes and just do, do the, uh, do the work, do the research, <laughs> look them up, Google honey, like do a background check. Um, <laughs> uh, would you get married again? Is the final question. Absolutely. <laughs> Bro, would you get married again? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not anti-marriage. I, I thought I was. I, you know, after being, you know, heartbroken about it, or even breaking my own heart about not making certain correct decisions. Or I was led to believe that I, I made incorrect decisions or feel that way. Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time, I did feel like that. Like, I, you know, was I worthy of being again? Or did it, would anybody like me or love me again or whatever? I put myself through those emotional blender. Um, but then you know, after some time and some grace and some mercy on myself, um, I am dope. Like, I remember, you know, that Jay-Z and Wayne Brady raised me. So, you know. I'm done. Yeah, I would get married again. It's just I would give myself time. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Ro. Tosh, would you get married? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of on a fence about it. Okay. Only because I have tunnel vision now, and God has shown me who I am in the future. He's shown me where my business is going. So if you're coming in to help me build. Periana. Then yes. But if you're coming in to be a distraction and you don't believe in my brand or you don't believe in the mission and the ministry that God has me on. Stay out my way. We can't, <laughs> we can't like it's I can't do it. I I I yeah, I can't do it. So it's it's kind of on a fence for me. Like I would love to be in love and, and be and be happy and have a family. That sounds good. I got all things purposeful right now. It's like Period. I got blinders on. I'm like a horse. I just, I, that's all I see. I see everything that God is doing with all things purposeful. I don't have time to be stopped. I don't have time to book for my life to be put on hold right now again. I just don't. If you're coming in to go, okay, babe, I see you going in this business and I see that you need some things. I let me invest in you. Okay. You got a t-shirt order. You got a hoodie order of 70 custom items. Let me get in here and help you. So you're not pulling overnighters and you're not, you're not in the bed with me. Like if we're not doing that, Y'all hear that? 
and don't come over here. Don't come over. Don't come over. Y'all hear that? Wait, come prepare. Come ready to work. Come ready. Come ready to work. Seriously. Come ready to work. Come ready to listen. Come ready to work. Come ready to understand that I'm in church Sunday morning, Tuesday night for Bible class, first Friday night prayer. <laughs> Come ready to understand that if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. Like, and that's that. So that's why I'm kind of like on a fence because it's like, I would love to, but I can't let nothing get in the way of the mission that God has me on. It's right. just, it's, if it, if it got to be my mission or marriage, it's going to be my mission. But if you coming in to help the mission, the mission and the vision, then yeah, I'm good. Yes, come and help the vision and the mission, honey. Y'all <laughs> come through with the one twos. Y'all already heard her. And um, let, uh, we got we got Sister Lee. She is and she is an inspiration because I see her, her hubby. They be having that arm around the honey while we's up at church, and I be like, ooh, I want somebody having arm around me when we up at church. Praise God. Yes, honey. Yes, uh, and praise God because listen. They uh, they are adorable. They are everything. Listen, they even do counseling together for people. So if y'all looking for counseling, y'all come through the Downing Street Christian Church for me. Yes, yes. for PA. We out here. I'm I'm very grateful. Um, I, I should have gave a spoiler alert at the beginning because I already said that you know I was remarried, <laughs> and it is my third marriage yet my best marriage, my God ordained marriage. And it's it's wild because I'm I'm I said I'll be 51 next week. We've known each other over 40 years. Mm-hmm. We went to fourth grade together, graduated high school together. Our families been knowing each other. Our entire lives, and I hated him when we were kids. He always picked on me. We rode the same bus. He picked on me. Was always laughing and giggling. I, him. If you told me we would have been married today, I would have told you you are an old-faced liar. Okay. And he is just a wonderful man of God. He is on the straight and narrow. The Lord has him. He is covered in the blood. And I'm so grateful to have this type of marriage. My holy ordained, holy matrimony. And I'm telling you, anybody who has been divorced before and looking to get married again, if it is the Lord's will, his will be done. Don't let anybody anybody shame you because we all fall short. We all have sinned and walked away from what the Lord has told us to do. And guess what? I stopped looking to be married. I was not interested in anybody. The only thing I would do is talk to the Lord. If if the words out your mouth didn't start with a J and end with an S, I mean, you weren't talking. That's plain mm-hmm. and simple. I ain't listened to nothing on the radio, nothing on TV, wouldn't talk to nobody about nothing because I felt as though my mind was starting to sell me out and switch up on me. This mm-hmm. mind is a fickle beast and mm-hmm. it's yours and it'll sell you out at a moment's notice yeah. and i almost felt as though i was going to go crazy so thank the lord he pulled me close and in doing so he says this is what i've been building you up for so yeah. i'm thankful this is my holy marriage my holy matrimony this is my last marriage until the lord calls us home period and y'all be matching too y'all be looking cute and <laughs> 
Be trying. Be cute. I'd be like, uh-uh, I want somebody to match with. Mm. Right. <laughs> match. Going to church. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, oh, I, we got one more question because we have somebody in the audience. And I thank you, Yana, for tuning in. Yanni, I appreciate you. She has, um, if anybody want to answer this, um, I guess I'll answer it too. For those in a relationship, well, I'm not in a relationship. For those um, dating, oh, dating or in a relationship, was it awkward or refreshing when starting over? Um, it's scary after you come from out of a divorce, it's scary because you don't know who to trust. And, um, it's like, oh my goodness, like, I don't want to go through this all over again. Like, and how long is it going to take for this person representative, uh, for their first later layer to, um, be peeled off. So I, because like when you're dating somebody, I think it's very important. You don't, my relationship prior to getting married, everything was, um perfect it was never an argument and i think that was not the right way you have to see i want to see what makes you mad i want to see mm -hmm. what makes you mad. it was like i never seen those other sides and then it's like you don't know how people handle conflict or disagreements and things like that so it's like i really want to see you in all those elements so then that way i can know if this is something like ro was saying um earlier you know um with with emotions wise like if i'm able to um handle that side of you um if i'm if i'm ready if i can handle all that side of you so it's, it's it can be scary so it's like do it right the first time and you won't have to um and and you won't have to be somebody's next testimony so we're just utilizing this platform so you can learn from us but we're listen we are not victims we are victorious and we're learning from our lessons and that's what life is about it's just learning mm -hmm. and then making better choices in life and it, somebody has to do it you know amen all right. So I guess with that being said, we are going to uh, close out Honey Chow. And I want to give each person, um, starting from Leisha, just, you know, let people know where they could find you. And if you have any last words for them, we're going to keep it around three minute mark and let's go. All right. Again, my name is Leisha Dorm. I am in the Williamsport, Pennsylvania area. I am from the city of Alacopa, Pennsylvania. That's my hometown. I am on Facebook and Instagram. It's Stuck in Your Feelings Therapy. The Facebook group is a women's ministry. It is a private group. It's on lock. I monitor it to make sure no men have creeped in or somebody have let them in. It's just an open group, a candid group where you can come and feel safe with your thoughts, your concerns, or whatever it is that you have to give. Um and the only thing that I have left that I'd like to add is pray without ceasing. That's it. That's right. All right. So let's go to Tosh. Let them know who you are, where they can find you, and any closing words. Natasha, CEO and founder of All Things Purposeful Customs. Once again, you can find me on all social media as All Things Purposeful Customs. Um, once again, I'm a peer recovery specialist, a certified grief recovery method specialist um, in school to become a mental health coach. And my brand, I have two sides. So I have the inspirational um, brand with all the merchandise and then I have the custom part of the brand. So you can check us out at www.allthingspurposeful.com. And if you need any custom merchandise for your brand, your business, um, your organization, you can definitely um send me a inquiry on the website and i will gladly get back to you 
Period. Thank you. Thank you. Roll. Tell us this. Um, listen, state your name, where they can find you, and some closing remarks. Yeah, I'm uh, at uh, Romaine in Real Life on Instagram and uh, just Romaine Lynch on Facebook. And like I said, I'm in pursuing pursuit of uh, becoming a dentist or oral surgeon. So once I get done with that goal, you can, you know, let me follow your dental needs and um, <laughs> um but yeah just uh like i said I'm, I'm very grateful for for toya for this opportunity and the panel of amazing women and um i feel blessed to be here I'm, I'm grateful for all of you for sharing your testimonies with me so i can even learn from you um and i'm, I'm just really thankful so i i've got nothing but love for every, everybody and I'm, I'm happy to be here so i'll, I'll see you Thank you, thank you, thank you. And last but not least, honey. Hey, hey, it's Angel. I am Holly's mother on Instagram. You can find my businesses um, at NC Solution Group, um, as well as officebatch.com. And uh, my last remarks will be whether you're attempting to get married or you want to get divorced, or maybe even you're uh, considering reconciliation, time is on your side. That's it. Period, period. All right, let's give it up, give it up. We'd like to thank all of our guests for being here today. I thank you all for tuning in. Y'all are bomb. Okay, I'm get, I'm gonna get better with this live stuff, you know, because after a while, like at the beginning, I used to suffer with um, performance anxiety, but I keep pushing through because I know that this is my calling. So if I mess up at the beginning, it is what it is. This is a real show. We are live, and we might have some live mishaps, honey, and it really don't matter. Um, so, um, but I thank you all so as always um like share and subscribe to the facebook and the um facebook and the youtube um especially to the youtube honey because the more subscribers that i get you know it is it's going to add value um to what i'm trying to do um moving forward in my life so i really thank you all for um watching thus far we got um eight solid people right now that's watching right now and i appreciate all eight of you and um listen if you want to be on a show if you have um if you just want to show love talk um tell me where you from give me your um your IG name, and we will put you on our next show. We will shout you out in the beginning before the show even begins. Um, and if you have any um, promos for your business, any promo videos, send them our way. And we want to promote your business on this show. Like hit me up at the email listed below. And as always, it's whatever you say and it's whatever I say. And we are out, baby. Love you all. Happy New Year again. Yeah.